I think tonight really kind of goes along with what we saw Sunday morning in Psalm 2, in that uh, God shows his power, and, and we need to realize, and even in our own lives, that that God is not mocked, and it seems like there are times where even we as believers, we, we somewhat mock God in, in the way that we live, and, and uh, almost have a mentality that we can do whatever we want to, and since we live under grace, then we can just seek forgiveness about it afterwards and <clears throat> and uh, continue on in our lives and kind of a self-love type of thing and and uh, really it's kind of like a spoiled kid's mentality and um, God's just going to come to a point where he's going to get, he does get tired of that and he does stop it and he stops it in our lives and and he stops it in unbelievers' lives, and and when the heathen rage, and and God sits in heaven and and laughs at that, and we see that again tonight. There were some frauds that that come out, come out and make themselves into be something that that they weren't, and uh, God God uh, reveals the light on them, and and uh, I, you know. Sometimes we don't even need God to, to reveal who they are. Did anybody see uh, Joel Osteen went to some concert with Lady Gaga uh, here the last week or so? I mean, if there, if, there, if there is anyone that follows him, you have zero spiritual discernment. Zero. I mean, and, um, and if you can't see anything wrong with him, I... You really need to to let God investigate your heart a little bit, but uh, you know these frauds are everywhere. And I I was reading this and and thought here they are. I mean, first church being organized and and uh, in the first generation, and and this is the first church that has been founded in Ephesus, and and Paul has come in to help them and stays for two years to teach them and. And to uh, uh, help them out and and uh, make sure that things are 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 uh, going well with them and and uh, uh, then it tells us in verse thirteen it says then certain of the vagabond Jews exorcists took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus saying we adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preacheth and so now if you recall we looked at the manifestation gifts last week and and. We know that they died with the, the apostles, and we know that, that uh, God was using Paul in a great way to authenticate the gospel message, and, and so now here come these vagabonds, they, and, and the vagabond is someone that just is wandering along and, and uh, uh, just going from place to place, and, and they were exorcists. They, they were professional exorcists, and, and uh, so they were, they were making a, a living uh, doing this. I, I, I met a guy one time who actually claimed to be a believer, claimed to be a pastor, claimed to be a fundamentalist, and and he was telling me that, that there is a certain way and a certain um, manner in which you deal with exercising a demon out, and that uh, there's, there's a whole process of how you need to exercise a demon out. I, I want you to know that it caused the hair on my neck to stand up. And, and really made me uncomfortable in thinking because I, I've, 
I, I still got a lot to learn, but I haven't found that in Scripture where there, there is a laid out plan on, on how we are to exercise a demon out of someone. And, uh, and, and I, I'd, honest with you, I hope I'd never run into someone that uh, is demon-possessed. Maybe I have and didn't know it, but uh, don't want any part of that. But here we see that these guys were making a living doing this, and they were uh, going around, and, and when you read in the history books, you find out that these kinds of guys were, were wizards, they were magicians, and they, they would use different names of God to, to try to cast out the demons. And, you know, I, and I, was, I was giving thought to this, too, that there were probably some times that, that uh, these demons were cast out of that because you could almost see Satan uh, uh, going to that demon and saying, get out of this situation, pull out of this man, because in doing so, you can make them a, a believer to follow you and follow your teachings and continue to help keep them blinded. Yes. Yes. That's right. Yes. Yes. Right. It, if you are going to deal with one, you better come into it humbly. And, and know that God is the one, because, and, and that was what I'm leading up to, is that God is not mocked, and he's not going to share his glory with anyone. And, and these characters, even today, that, that have, have made themselves to be healers and made themselves some kind of a name, they, they need to understand that, that, that God is not going to share his glory. And there is going to become a hard, there's going to come some hard times in their lives. And here they came and, and they're going to cast out the, the demons in this area. And so they come into Ephesus and, and uh, uh, took upon them to, to call over them which had evil spirits and, and the, the name of the Lord Jesus. And so, uh, and, and uh, uh, Lord Jesus saying, we adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preacheth. And so um, <clears throat> here we know that when Paul did it, he did use the name the Lord Jesus. And, and we know that in the process that always humbly, always praying, allowing God to do the work. And, and God is the one that manifests this. God's the one that does this. Well, here we see that they came and they said that we adjure you, we command you, we exercise you uh, to come out of this person and, and to do so by Jesus whom Paul preacheth. So here they, they don't call Jesus the Lord. They, they don't, here not recognizing him as, as God, they're just using his name and, and they're also using Paul's name in the same situation here. And, and uh, just because they use that doesn't always mean that they're going to be sincere in who they are. And, and in this situation, I don't believe they're sincere at all. I don't believe that they were even saved. I don't believe that they cared anything about whose name they were using. They were just using at this time Jesus's name and Paul's name. And, and, uh, uh, and as professional exorcists, you might say, 
uh, making money and, and fame and fortune in what they were doing. And we know that uh, God has, has uh, warned us about all kinds of, of uh, false prophets throughout everywhere we go. And, and in uh, Matthew chapter 7, in verse 21, he says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, in thy name done many wonderful works. And then when I profess unto them, I never knew you, depart from me, ye that work iniquity. And so here we, we see that this is exactly what we're dealing with. All the way back in the very first church, there were those false prophets that were there. There were the, the, the charlatans, you might call them, and already there trying to make a living doing this. And then it goes on, and there were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew, and chief of the priests, which did so. So here, not only are, are they uh, charlatans, not only are they frauds, but we see that they were religious frauds at that, and they would use their religion, and, and here they were. They were Jews, and not only were they Jews, but one of them was a chief of the priests, which, which did this, and, and uh, it, it really doesn't matter. And, and so here we see them making this uh, big show as, as Paul is uh, preaching and teaching the truth of God's word. They're always looking for the signs, and, and all we see is that they are imitators. Look at verse 15. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus, I know. I know him by experience. I know him by who he is. I know him because of, uh, of, of just a, a, a knowledge that I have of who God is. And, and the demons, we know James already said that, that the G demons know who God is. They know who Jesus is, and they fear and tremble because of that. And, and here, I know who Jesus is. And then he goes on further, and he says, and Paul, I know. And I'm acquainted with Paul. Different word. But here is the, the demon is saying, I am acquainted with him. Now, just from basing on what our prayer requests were earlier, and knowing the oppression, knowing the, 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 the attacks that are coming on our family, we, we should take courage in knowing that these demons know who we are. And if, if you weren't serving the Lord and you weren't doing what God wanted you to do as, as a body of believers that are here tonight and, and you're guarding your family and you know there's, you can see the attacks on your family, you know these things are going on and, and, and you know that, that it's a spiritual battle, then thank God that you can call on him and know that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Now, as, as believers too... I always have to qualify this, but for those of you sitting here, I want you to have comfort in knowing that. Comfort in knowing that, that, that Jesus, that, that uh, not only does Jesus know you, but the demons are acquainted with you. They ought to be. If we are serving the Lord and we're living for him and, and doing the things that he wants us to do, then Satan is going to be naming you and saying, hey, you need to, we need to send some more demons over here. We need, to, we need to attack Platte Valley because they are doing something, and we don't want this to happen. we got a good foothold in, in the Morgan County area, and so you guys need to get over there, and you need to oppress this area, and you need to keep it hard and tough and... and continue to do so, and you remember those characters and remember their names and stay after them. Now, there are some 
and I think that are even in our congregation that are going through issues today, and it's your own fault. And it's your disobedience. The thing that we all need to understand is that when times get hard, and they're hard because you are being disobedient, then that, that's when you need to get right with God and do the right thing. And, and realize that God is not mocked. Not with the unbelieving world, and he's not mocked with us either. And so we need to, to, to live that way and, 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 and have a fear and a respect for who God is. And, but here we see that, hey, he says, hey, I'm acquainted with Paul. But then he goes on and, and then he says, but who are you? Who are you? I don't know you. And then you see the power. And, and this, this I do believe that you see this in, in someone that's possessed by a demon. We saw it all through the New Testament. And, and uh, I'm sure it's in, in our world today. And I think that, and I do believe we're going to see more and more of this. And, and, and I'm sure there are those around us today and even in our county. But look, you, you cannot... You, you cannot open your state up to, to hallucinogens and, and, and drugs that are going to open up your mind and, and, and they, they want to say that, it, that it's not a, a, a what, what do they call it, some kind of a gateway drug or whatever. Look, you use any kind of drug at all and you open your mind up to, to the powers of those drugs, you are also opening your mind up to the control of a demon in your life. If that person is unsaved, then all they're doing through, through the drugs, through certain kinds of music, that, that music is demonic, and, and it's going to open your mind up and uh, allow this kind of junk into your mind, and, and the demons are going to be able to come in. Nobody is ever going to convince me that some of those characters that, that back in the 80s, that, that, that they didn't make a deal with the devil in doing what they did. And how many people have have allowed the the oppression of the demons into their lives because of that, and 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 uh, the and for unsaved the possession of of those, and and we have Christians that are being oppressed by these demons, not possessed, but oppressed by them, as they listen to this trash that that is demonic, and and then the the dope that's doing the same thing, and and. Uh, we, we see this over and over and over. And then look at verse 16. And, and, and here we see that not only were they imitators, but then we see the power of this possession. And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overcame them, prevailed against them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. They got the crud beat out of them. And it served them right. And, and they were shown to be the frauds that they were. And they, they were shown to be something that wasn't true whatsoever. And even the testimony of this possessed man, he said, I don't know who you guys are. Whips them. He says, I know Jesus. And I know who Paul is. And here he whips them and they go out of the house naked and wounded. And, and, and you'd think, wow, this is a bad deal. But we see how God even used this for good. And we see the results of this revealing this was known to all the Jews and Greeks, also dwelling to Ephesus, and fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And so here we see, and, and that word fear has the, the idea of terror. And so they were terrorized and, and uh, afraid about who God is, and, 
And it says that it, fear fell on them all. It fell on the Jews. It fell on the Greeks. It fell on the unbelievers. It fell on the believers. It fell on everybody, this kind of fear. And then look what uh, uh, comes from that. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified, declared great in, in all uh, uh, of their lives. And many that believed. And so there were those that had already believed. There were those that had come to the point where they did believe. But all of these that, that had believed. And so now we're seeing that there were some of these who were believers that were dabbling in this. And they were dabbling in, in the, the show of this and, and, and the, uh, the, the fraudulent leaders of this. And, and it says that and many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. You know, you know what I see with this? If, if we're going to see our body of believers in, in Morgan County take, take the next step in reaching the county and, and truly being what the, the kind of church that we need to be and, and, and be powerful in the testimony, then we need to really pay attention to what he just said. We, we need to understand that, first of all, Jesus needs to be magnified in everything. Everything that we're doing, he needs to be magnified. If it's something that he's not magnified in, we don't need to be doing it, whether it's in our lives personally or whether it's in the, the ministries of Platte Valley. But then those that believe came and so come to the Lord, confess to the Lord, and then not only confess it to God, but, but announce your deeds and, and be transparent Give them to God and, and let him know, hey, these things are, are, are not good. And, and there are times where we need to confess it to one another. And we need to get right. We need to get real with God is what he's saying. And they did. And then when they did, then it says, many of them also which used curious arts brought their books together and burned them before all men. And they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. Today, that's, I, I don't know, somewhere eight or $9,000, $10,000 worth of stuff. That was a lot back then. And they got rid of all of it. They wanted it out of their lives. And, and this is an illustration of, of a true biblical repentance that we see. Where they're open with God. They come to God. They confess it to God. They announce that these things are no longer in my life. I don't want any part of them. And as a matter of fact, here they are. These are the things that have been keeping me in bondage. And, and believers were doing this too. And they brought it and they said, here it is. And they threw it in the trash. And they burned it all. Then, so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. <clears throat> I don't know, it probably gets worse, but as I've gotten older, <clears throat> gotten a little harsher with people, and, and I don't mean to be harsher, but, but <clears throat> there are some times when things just need to be said. I had a guy come in today who, who um, had left a message, said, hey, I just need somebody to pray for me. I said, yeah, come on in. So he, he meets up here at 10 o'clock, sits down, starts telling me the story that he doesn't have a job and that that, uh, you know, pray for him. He can help find a job. And, and so I told him, I said, I know for a fact that you could go right now to Cargill and walk in there if you're drug-free and they'd hire you today. Well, I don't want to work there. I said, you're not hungry enough. And then I said, and the Bible tells me that if you don't work, you don't eat. 
in the conversation. I mean, we, we have, we, what, what we want is some magic pill. And then he's like, well, I just need some help. There's your help. Get a job. And so if you don't want a job, then, and, and, and then there's believers that, hey, you need to, you know, I, I'm in this really bad pickle right now. Well, why are you there? I mean, you're not, you're not going to find God at Queen's Lounge. You're not going to find God in the bottom of a bottle. You're not going to find God at the end of a joint. You're not going to find God in living some worldly reprobate, good-for-nothing, unsaved life when you're a child of God. You are not going to find the happiness that you are seeking, and, and you're going to have to get rid of the worldly lifestyle, and you're going to have to get rid of the carnal mind, and, and you're going to have to be real with God, and you're going to have to bring those things and come to God, confess it to God, announce it to God, tell the others, bring it here, nail it on the cross, and walk away from it and be what you need to be. When we are obedient to him to the best of our ability, and yes, we still fail, but yes, we confess it, we get up and we do the right thing, until then, our lives will be miserable and our church will never be as powerful as it needs to be and as much as God wants it to be. That's for all of us, every one of us, starting with me. We have to be real with God. And here we see they were. They, they, they weren't just, uh, oh, look at these frauds. You know, they got, they got whipped, you know, ha, ha, he, he, you know. They're looking at that and saying, wow, you know what? The God that Paul is telling us about, Jesus that's my Savior, he really is powerful. And, and when I see this and know that the, those demons fear and tremble him, they don't care anything about those frauds, then you know what? I'm kind of a fraud myself. God, I need to confess this to you. And they do. And when they did, so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. We need more of that. And I don't, I don't like to hurt people's feelings, but it just seems like more of this needs to be said. We, we need to be hit with reality. And, and, and we need to realize that God is not mocked. He's not going to be mocked by the world, but especially he's not going to be mocked by his own. And we need to be real about serving him and, and living for him and giving him our lives. I mean, you, you think it's not a battle? Look, look again at the prayer requests that we just had. Just, just look at the prayer requests and, and think about, you think about this is the group. What is this? Maybe, I don't know, a, a fourth of our congregation and how heavy it is with just a fourth of our congregation. So multiply, multiply that by another three or four times and think about all the oppression that's taken place and how we need to be real with God. We need to, we need to walk with him and, and we're making decisions every day that we have no idea might be, might be influencing two or three generations down from us. We just never know. We, we need to walk with him. We, we need to pay attention to him. And we need to be real. Let's bring it to God. I, I'm in the process. One of these days, we'll get it done. You know what I want to do? I, I don't know where we're going to put it yet. I wanna, I'm going to put a big cross in here somewhere, just an old rustic type of a wood cross. And you know what I want us to be able to do? 
I want us to be able to, I don't know how we're going to do this yet, whether it be with a paper or whether we can use just a marker or whatever, but if there's something that, that we have that we need to give to God, we're going to take it to that cross, we're going to nail it on that cross, and we're going to walk away. And that's going to be our cross. That's going to be the place where we can come and we give it to God. And, and then when you start being bothered by that again, you can look at that cross and say, you know what? I nailed it up there. And God's got it. And I need to give it to him. And I need to walk away from it. And I need to, I need to live in victory. Let's live in victory. Let, let's let's uh, not get our tails whipped by, by the demons, but let's have victory in our lives. And we do so by walking humbly with our God. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. Pray your blessings upon it and guide us and direct us throughout the rest of this week. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.